Welcome to Mental Wealth, the podcast to invest in your mind. Here I will help you make sense of your mind and behaviours, giving you the tools to have your best life. There is so much to share, so let's get into this episode and explore another great topic. So welcome to episode 28. And as ever, we are going to hold some space for us to talk about some of the challenges that we have, some of the challenges that we can all experience with our mental well-being, our mental health, and some of the pressures that we might find ourselves. I am delighted to say that I have a special guest and I'd like to welcome Kiandra to this podcast. Hey y'all, my name is Kiandra. I go by Kedia Goals and I am the owner of Premier Personal Growth Firm. And I'm a conscious living coach. I love to focus on work-life harmony, stress management, mindfulness, meditation, and just different aspects of mental health that allow you to incorporate and bring just the different aspects of your life together. Because I believe that it's all, it all flows together. Nothing is like single. The physical is not single. The, The mental is not by itself. The spiritual is not by itself. It all flows in together. Yeah, I think that's so important, isn't it, to say is that, you know, the, the the connection we have between our physical health, our mental health, our emotional wealth, our spiritual health, they're all interlinked. And I think just being able to see them as that, but also to maybe separate them as well so that you can focus on what you'll always hear me say, what's the one small thing that you could do in that area today? And what's the one small thing that you can do in another area? I think it's so important. So share a little bit more about the kind of things that you see with your clients or yourself, probably, because I'm sure you're the same as me. You know, we're all in this together. (laughs) Um, Just tell everyone a little bit more about what you see and what kind of things you like to uh, focus on. Yeah, so I work with professionals and we work with like over uh, being overworked, being burned out, specifically remote working moms. So that audience was very important for me because I worked from home during the pandemic because I was a teacher at the time and it was a lot like (laughs) people make it seem like, oh, because you're working from home and because, you know, the child is there, like everything should be easy. You're at home. Everything should be flowing smoothly. When in reality, there's no way to really disconnect from work and do what needs to be done at home because you're always thinking about work, especially when there is no like workspace especially when there's no dedicated like time for work. A lot of times people are working from home. It's like, yeah, I'll get up and just work as I please. But that's problematic because then you realize, oh, I've kind of worked all day. <laughs> I think that's so I've seen that a lot where there's no boundaries. Like there's no boundaries at home. There's no boundaries with your workspace. There's no boundary with your work time, personal time. It's always just mixing and colliding together. Mm. I think it's really important, isn't it, for us to think about what that might be mean to to people out there you know some people do go to a workplace and then come home and it is very separate but equally one of the things I'm always mindful of is even if that's true and we'll come back to the other scenario but even if that is true sometimes in your mind you're not switched Mm -hmm. off so you might physically leave the building but in your mind you're still worrying stressing thinking about into your evening and into your time and one of the things I talk a lot about is separating not just them literally but in your mind to making a choice Mm -hmm. and I'm sure that's what you're kind of saying but I think also I I love the focus you've brought us to to think about if you are working from home because lots of people are Mm -hmm. and how you create as you say the boundaries and uh, so that you can have the time to heal and work 
um, on yourself because it's so important, isn't it? Yeah, it's very important because a lot of times when a lot of times when you don't have that boundary in your mind, like you said, you don't have that boundary in your mind, you are just your mind is just going like there have been times where I remember when I was teaching and for three, I'm like a sleeper. I am a sleeper. I can take a nap in the middle of the day and still go to bed and get eight hours of sleep. I am a sleeper. I remember when I was teaching, there was like three months of no sleep. Like every night I'm sleeping for like two or three hours because my mind wouldn't shut off. Like my mind is constantly thinking, oh, this has to be graded. This has to be turned in. You know, I have to meet with this parent. So it's like when you don't turn it off in your mind, it impacts your sleep. You're not sleeping at night because you're literally still thinking about what needs to be done tomorrow. But you're also still thinking about what you didn't do today. So instead of like having that moment at night where it's like, oh, I accomplished these things. Nighttime looks like, oh, my God, I have to get this done tomorrow. Nighttime looks like, oh, my God, I didn't get this done today. And so and now that's adding into my list tomorrow of all the things that I already have to get done. And then it's like just that constant overwhelm, like you're putting yourself in that cycle to constantly be overwhelmed, to constantly feel like you're not doing enough, which that impacts your performance at work. Because if you feel like you're not doing enough, you're either going to overwork yourself to compensate that or you're going to underwork because it's like, well, I'm not going to get anything done anyway. What's the point? Definitely. So important. And I think just highlighting that potential burnout, as we're calling it in this episode, because it, you know, people often talk about burnout, you often hear people saying it, but I don't think we realize how near a lot of people are to it. You know, maybe, maybe we do manage to just pull ourselves in before we actually burn out. I mean, I've worked with people, as I'm sure you have, who actually have burnt out and their bodies have just gone, no, enough now. But I just wonder whether we need to, you know, really think about some of the things you're highlighting today. And and it's stuff that I talk about a lot is that celebration of small things, yeah. being able to focus on something realistic so that you don't yeah. burn out. Because yeah. as, as humans, we do put ourselves under a great deal of pressure. Yes, yes. And that's so that's so important. And another point I want to add to that point is a lot of times when we're talking about burnout. What people don't realize is that once you're burned out, that's too late. Like, a lot, you know, self-care is very, very popular right now. Like the idea of self-care is very popular. But a lot of times we're using self-care for burnout, but that's too late. Like self-care is not going to help you remove the burnout. Now, like you said, there's a healing process now. Like now you have to get your your physical body back into a state where you can even do certain tasks. Because what happens when you're actually burned out, like in your body, those tasks feel heavy in your body, whether you feel it in your chest, whether you feel it in your head. Whether you, you're someone who's like, oh, like I have this back, this back pain or I have, you know, these pains in my body. But really all it is is you're carrying that stress in your body and it's hold, you're holding on tight to it, very, very tight to it. And until you release it, like you said, through that healing process, until you release it through a healing process, self-care is really just a Band-Aid at that point. Like self-care is going to be more of like, you know, oh, in this moment I can make myself feel better. But as soon as this moment is over, like I can go get an hour massage. But as soon as that massage is over, it's like, oh, back to real life, like back to burnout. So it's like, it's really, I feel like it's really, really important for people to realize like what it takes to get them to burnout and doing the things before burnout to avoid that. And I absolutely hear you. And, and I'm glad that this conversation has gone this way because I think, we don't do enough. We feel guilty. I mean, you're obviously in the States. We're over here in the UK. We're not great at at celebrating for ourselves. We're not always great at putting ourselves first, especially uh, parents, more um, women particularly. They feel guilty for taking time out. Mm-hmm. They feel uncomfortable about that. Yep. They put themselves at the bottom of the pile all the time. And that is a risk always, isn't it, of 
burnout. But I love the fact that we've highlighted today that we don't want to wait for that. We've got to get that self-care, that mindfulness in early and work out what's right for you. And I think that's the other thing that I often talk about is it's finding the things that are right for you. Yes. Rather than feeling like you've got to do this, 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 and this. What kind of things do you say to the people you work with on that? Oh, I I love that point. Like, I'm so big on that. Because a lot of times people, because it's like Google searching. People Google things like, oh, what self-care rituals should I do? You know, or what, um, what should I add into my morning routine? Or how should I create this nighttime routine? And it's like, those things are helpful. Because I I, I remember listening to the uh, episode you did yesterday or the episode that aired yesterday and it talked about like doing that that small piece but then also having to add on it's like that is helpful when you're beginning it's helpful to look these things up so you can get an idea because when you have no idea you're probably not going to do anything so yes look it up get an idea but also realize that you have to craft your own personal routine you have to craft your own personal self-care ritual you have to craft your own personal uh you have to have your own personal box of uh of self-care items and it should be a box i'm really big on like i call it a toolbox like this is your tool your mental toolbox like this is going to be where you go and pull out what you need for you at that moment and it should be really big it should be huge i one of a lot of things that i'm big on because i'm like really big on doing the external thing as well as the internal thing so long baths i'm a water person so that's one of the things i find out about my clients too is like what what is what brings you peace like which element brings you peace? I'm a water person. I know that I can go to the lake. I know that I can take a long bath or a long shower. So whatever element brings them peace, if it's fire, okay, well, make sure you're lighting candles throughout the day. Make sure you're lighting incense. So these small, very small things that people aren't going to like, aren't really thinking are important. But once you start adding them into your actual routine, into your actual rituals, it'll just be habit. I, I spoke about this in my Instagram story recently where I was like, when I was being intentional, because I'm really big on that word too, being intentional. So when I was being intentional on creating a new morning routine for myself, I had to tell myself every day, go make tea, go make tea, go make tea. Like I was like telling myself that, but now I don't have to tell myself that now it's like, I know like even after this interview, when I go home, I'm going to go make a tea. (laughs) Like my body is so used to that routine and that ritual now. And I think a lot of people miss that part of routines and rituals is that you have to get your body used to it. Like once your body's used to it, you're going to do it. And that's even negative habits. I think people, I think once people realize that they're doing that with negative habits, they have a better understanding that they can do it with positive habits too. Cause you're yeah. doing it with negative habits every morning when you wake up and know that you should scroll on Instagram for 10 minutes and you do it anyway, you're reinforcing that habit. I love that. I love that. And I think I loved your idea of thinking about the, the elements. It's something I haven't particularly focused on before, but I think that's really important, isn't it? To, to touch into, and it's a great way when people say, I don't know what I need. Well, maybe that's a good way to look at actually what is your, what, what makes you tick? What makes you feel safe? What makes you feel peaceful and do that? Because I think one of the challenges we do is comparatonitis. So we compare that everybody else is doing this and that and yoga and walking and that, and that might not be for you. That might not be your thing. Uh, so for, for me, when we're thinking about what do we need for our self-care and our self-kindness is, is exactly that. What is right for you? I love, you know, again, I, I talk sometimes about toolboxes and getting the right things in there. But also the other side of it is the self-compassion, isn't it? It's the self-love, being able to actually mm-hmm. think that you're 
enough worthy worthy yeah we're on the same page it's so important isn't it and yet it's just the last thing that happens when so many people are being hard on themselves yes yes definitely yeah so let's have a little think about what kind of if people were going to listening into this we've already given them ideas already but let's just think about some some ideas that people can run with what kind of things do you like to do yourself or do you share with other people that are really tangible uh strategies or options mm-hmm. so when we're talking about like building that self-care toolbox and making sure that you're avoiding burnout I feel like the most important parts of that is like you said, like actually feeling like you're worthy of even having that balance, like feeling like you're worthy of saying, oh, I know I can clock out of my job at five and clock into my life after that, like feeling like you're worthy of those things. And so I'm really big on the affirmations of that uh, begin with I understand, because when we're talking about affirmations and I'm like really big into chakras and things like that, we're talking about affirmations and chakras. I understand that comes from your um that comes from the top so it's like saying those I understand like I understand that I deserve to be taken care of in these ways I understand that I deserve or that I am old these things a lot of times saying that I am old instead of deserve shifts that as well because then it's like huh not only am I worthy of these things but these things should just be given to me because of who I am so even like understanding that, that part so one of the big parts that I do like in the first phase and I work on clients is clarifying your values like who are you? What do you even want? Why do you want these things? Because that's going to help you determine. Because a lot of times people want want things, but don't even realize that you're not getting them because you don't feel like you're worthy of them. You're not getting them because you don't feel like you deserve them. Even though you've done the work, when we talk about imposter syndrome in that case, like that imposter syndrome starts sneaking in. So I feel like it's very, very important to clarify your values and start asking yourself why throughout the day, even like, why did I just do that? <laughs> like, why did I engage in that conversation with that person? Like, why? Why did I post that on social media? And not even like a, this super critical way, but just to really start making yourself aware of what's even like going on in your day to day. Because a lot of times when people are overworked, burned out, there is no like awareness. It is just day to day to day to day to day. So it's even just taking that moment to just ask myself why, like, why, why is this happening? <laughs> why, um, why, why is this meeting going this way? You know, instead of just going with the flow all the time, like being able to pause and just ask yourself like, why and then I'm really big on uh, managing your time mindfully I always add the mindfully part because a lot of time management time management and productivity techniques are very like cut and dry like you have to do this like this kind of thing whereas like when you're managing your time mindfully you have that awareness already to know that yes I have this project that needs to get done and it's due by 5 p.m and it's 2 p.m but I need 10 minutes to myself that's managing your time mindfully it's just knowing that like this is still going to get done I have the ability to still get this done. I understand that I have the talent to still get this done. I can take 10 minutes to myself. I love that. I think that's often the the glue that's missing, isn't it? Is the being able to just take, when you are busy, just that little bit of pause, little bit of reflection, a little bit of just time for you, and then you can go again. You know, I think what we know is we have got a lot of capacity, all of us, but what we're trying to do is look for ways to help us be a good version of ourselves the best we possibly can, but without that horrible stretch and pressure. And I think your affirmation about understanding is really powerful, making that reflection on why, you know, what is it that's going on for me, but then what 
that you do understand that you can. I, something else I like to have people think about is I love that I do or I love that I am or I love just getting a bit closer to things that you do well. Because people who are, you know, you've mentioned imposter syndrome. We had a, an episode on that a few weeks ago. And I think just pausing sometimes again to just notice what you're thinking just yeah. changes or what you're doing, what you're doing or what you're thinking. But I think one of the other things that I think is really important to say here is when we are looking at self-care and not being so hard on ourselves is if you do, I I loved your example of, you know, <laughs> you, you go on the Instagram and you've, as soon as you wake up, but if you do do that, obviously it might be something that you want to change, but if you do just be okay with it. Yeah. Because I think the self-beating, if you think, ah, oh, I've yeah. just wasted a load of time there, it just is pointless, isn't it? If you've done it, you've done it. So you've done uh, it. Isn't yeah. It? yeah. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow you might decide to wake up and do something different to yeah. scrolling on Instagram because you're aware of it. But I yeah. think the thing that often causes people to burn out and, and to be so, you know, mentally exhausted is that where they are doing things and then they are unhappy with themselves yes. or with the situation. I think that's so important, yes. isn't it? Yes. Yes. I love that point. Cause that is what I do with my clients. Like the first, the first two to three weeks is like solely just focus on increasing your awareness because if you don't know that you're doing it, if you don't know, the, not even that, you, if you don't know that you're doing it, if you don't know that you don't like it, like if you, if you wake up every morning for those 10 minutes on Instagram and you, you're fine, you enjoy that you're good to go. But if you like start increasing your awareness and you're paying attention to yourself more and your actions more and your thoughts more, you realize, hmm, I get on 10 minutes and I'm like looking at negative content for 10 minutes straight. And then that like bleeds into my morning and it bleeds into like, you know, my energy for the day and how I'm thinking for the day. And so that's like my goal over those two weeks is just for you like over those two, three, so like just notice it, just pay attention to it because you'll notice that there are habits that you do like and then there are habits that you don't like. Mm, so important. I often talk about, and it's not a, a science, but it's my thoughts, is that making any change, 80% of making that change is being aware of what's actually happening. And I know yeah. it's not an exact science. It's just a, a, a figure I've plucked out, but I genuinely will hold <laughs> near that. And I think you're agreeing with that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Being, being aware of what you're doing without judgment and then asking yourself, is it what I want to do or not? Yes. And then build on that. Because I think the burnout yep. can so often come from people pushing, 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 and then being hard on themselves because they've pushed and then they're annoyed with themselves. And then suddenly you're in this terrible, horrible place that we want to avoid. Mm -hmm. And then I think a lot of times people don't understand how burnout impacts their relationships too. So it's like, yes, you're burned out. But when you increase your awareness, you're going to realize how your burnout impacts your kids, how your burnout impacts your partner, how your burnout impacts your coworkers. Because when, you're, when you don't have that awareness, you don't even know that you've been snappy for a week. You don't know that because you're not present enough to be experiencing those things, but the people around you are present enough to be experiencing those things. Yeah. So it's like even, even cause they are, and I use that as like a, as like a tool a little bit when I'm working with a client and they're like hyper-focused on what other people think and how, um, how their actions impact other people. That's one of the things I'll point out. I'm like, well, you know, you said you were acting this way, you know, for about three or four days. How do you think that impacted the people around you kind of thing? And then once they start thinking like that, it's like, oh, well, maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe I need to shift. And then even asking the people around you sometimes. I know a lot of people miss this point. Um, 
is asking the people around you, like, what what do you think of me? And people you trust, of course, not, you know, <laughs> people yeah, yeah. you trust. But asking them, like, you know, what 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 do you think of me? Like, what what do you what do you think I value? What do you think I believe? What do you think? Why do you think I'm doing certain things? Because a lot of times when you don't have that awareness of yourself, it helps to hear someone else say it. So that way it clicks for you. Because if you're spending all this time unaware of these actions, people around you are aware. Yeah, <laughs> you may be definitely. unaware, but people around you are aware. <laughs> definitely. I think that's a really good point. But I, I think often people who do find themselves in these spaces, whether they have burnt out, whether they're on the sort of brink of it in one shape or another, they are often very focused on what everybody else is thinking of them, which is can be part of the challenge. But I like that flip and actually go, okay, well, let's really think about, and I would do the same, um, Keandra, I would get people to think about the impact it is having on others because that can be the bit that makes them go, ooh, ouch, I need to yeah. change that. Yeah. But I think something else that springs to mind, and it's interesting, actually, I was only talking to a client this morning about this, something else that she's thinking about putting in is more self-care and her children her she's got daughters they are used to having her just jumping at every need and they're a bit older now and she can see that they need to be a bit more independent so she knows that Mm -hmm. bit and her awareness has increased tenfold but one of the things and I know she listens to this podcast so I know she'll be listening (laughs) and thinking she's talking about me um (laughs) One of the things that we talked about today was her taking time for self-care is demonstrating to her daughters that self-care is important and actually making that time and really making that boundary so that they learn that mum can or dad or anyone else can take time out just for them, just for them, because you're teaching them, aren't you, how to manage their own stress levels their own thing indirectly because children obviously are modeling everything yes yes I love that point because that's one of the reasons why I work with moms is because of that is because it's like because my son is four I have a four-year-old so I'm more of a I'm I'm a newer mom but like I have clients who have like teenage kids and who have I've taught parents in workshops and a lot of a lot of the the problem there and that's what I emphasize is that if you start doing these things and you commit to these things they're going to follow you because they're going to copy you and follow you anyway. They're going to copy you and follow you. So it's, I feel like it's important for them to understand that as well. Like this, because they're going to copy your bad habits too. <laughs> so why exactly. not improve your habits? Why not set up better habits? So that way they said so that way when they're older, they're not making the same decisions even in relationships in work that you made because you didn't feel that you were worthy because you didn't feel like you deserve, you know, certain experiences and to be treated certain ways and to treat yourself certain ways. So it's like, once they see that, oh no, mom is like a priority. Like I can't, I can't just come in here during her hour break and talk to her. Like it's a no. There's, if it's not an emergency, it's a no. So it's like raising kids. Like I'm a four-year-old. So my son understands that already. Like I've been very big on that from the beginning. So it's like, he understands that already. But of course there are people with teenagers, like you said, with your client, she has adult daughters. So it's like learning how to, create that new balance, that new routine, that new ritual. But also, like you said, there's going to be guilt there. So accepting Mm -hmm. that, you know, you're just going to have to be like, I'm sorry you feel that way. That's not my intention. (laughs) (laughs) But this is the new normal, you know, and and I'm, you know, even like as a parent, like saying I'm doing this for you, you know, it may not seem like that, but this is going to be good for you because you can't be the best parent you can be if you are burned out. Like 
Nope. You can't. Like, if you're not taking care of yourself, you're not going to be the best parent. You're not going to be the best employee, partner, friend, anything. You're not going to be the best at all of those. And if you are being the best at all of those things, that means you're being the worst person ever to yourself. And that's not going to help either. Interestingly, that was something else we talked about. You know, she tries to come to work and be a best self, which I respect, but at the expense of her own best self for her privately. And I think this whole piece just reminds us all, doesn't it? You know, whether it's a friendship that you just need to be honest and say, I can't go to that thing because I just need to have an early night and take that time for myself. Often when we ask, coaches often ask, People, would it be okay if your friend said, you know, I really need to prioritize my self-care today and I'm not going to come? Would that be okay? Most people say, yeah, that'd be fine. How come it's not okay for you to do it? (laughs) Yeah, that's a really good point. Because a lot of people are very accommodating for others, but not accommodating for themselves. So it's like, yeah, they can cancel the plans and you'll just figure it out. But it's like, if it's you, you're like having an anxiety attack because you're like, I can't cancel on them. I can't bail. You know, I, I have to show up and it's like, like, I, and I tell, I tell clients a lot of times too to watch out for, I have to, like, anytime you're saying I have to do something, reassess that just to see, like, do I, do I really, like, do I really, like, I don't have to do it because I said I have to do it. <laughs> like, yeah. it's something that's a real requirement of me to do. Or can, or can I say that this is more important to me right now, which is, again, comes back to the values. This is why I'm so big on the values. Because once you know your values, you'll always go back to that. Even if you drift away a little bit, you'll always go back to that. Whether they change a little bit, you'll always go back to that. So it'll be easy to say that like, oh, I value sleep. I value getting eight hours of sleep. So I can't go out with you at 10 p.m. Because I'm not going to get eight hours of sleep if I go out at 10 p.m. So just knowing that your value system and coming back to that each time, it's time to make a decision. I love it. Packed as ever this episode of things for people to think about take away, work out what bit is going to resonate with you the most, take action on that, you know, or even just repeat. I feel like some people will need to repeat listening to this episode because I think it's, I can almost tell with lots of the people I work with, it's just going to speak to them in so many ways. And what we want, obviously, is as we said at the beginning, we don't want people to burn out. We want people to realise that they're on a bit of a sticky edge and actually, can they can they come back? And what is it that they need to be able to come back? Yes, definitely, definitely. And I feel like when it when we're talking about coming back before a burnout, we're talking about coming back. A lot of people aren't able to do this, and I I, I don't like that. But I feel like a complete shutdown is necessary in order to come back. Like if that means hey, calling a grandparent so the kids can come over for the weekend taking two days off of work to add on to your weekend and taking like a full four or five day, like those are going to be the things that are needed to come back. Like, so it's like, it's this idea of like, okay, I have PTO, but I'm not taking it. No, take this PTO and relax. Or I have, um, or I have this opportunity because I I hear clients all the time, like say they have the opportunity to go on a trip or they have this opportunity to go like do something exciting or fun or new. I actually just had a work trip recently. We went to Houston. And I, one of my coworkers, she was like, I would have never, I would never do karaoke or I would never do those things, but I'm going to try it today. So it's like, those are the things that are going to help you not burn out. It's like tapping into that inner child to doing the fun activity that you wouldn't normally do things that you will overthink before. Just do it because you'll realize, oh, I like doing karaoke. I like doing karaoke. I'm going to add that to my self-care box. Like, I like these things. So being just 
try new things, try new things, try new things and take that shutdown time to say that, no, I need these three, four days to myself. Like, Yeah, I think you're right. It's a, it. a bit of a reset, isn't it? As long as you aren't doing the guilt and the thinking about all the yeah. things, you have to do it properly. And I love that uh, reminder that sometimes what is in our self-care box needs to be fun because as adults, yeah. particularly if you are feeling overstretched, et cetera, we lose sight of just being able to go and metaphorically jump in that puddle yeah. or whatever right. it is. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I'm, and that's what I feel like that's one of the things I love about having a son is that I get to do all the things because I'm the oldest girl. I'm the oldest of seven. So I grew up very girly basically because I'm the I'm the oldest everything the oldest grandchild needs everything I'm the firstborn and so I was like forced to wear pink all the time and forced to do all the girly stuff but I wanted to go play with the monster trucks yeah. and the toy cars and all of that so it's like having a son and a lot of times like as, as a parent like one of the things that I like push my clients to do is to go do those fun things with the kids because that's going to help you like sometimes it seems like, oh, I got this work to do. I have to clean the kitchen. I have to do the laundry. I have to do those things. Yeah, those things need to get done. But going to do something with your child is going to be a fun moment for them to remember moving forward. It's going to be like a relief for both of y'all, especially if you're close to that burnout. Doing something with them just increases that engagement. I like to think about things in like deposits and withdrawals as well. So it's like making sure that you're depositing in that account with your child. You know, yes, the laundry has to get done. Yes, household chores have to get done. But that can wait because you're focused on making a deposit right now. Brilliant. Love it. What a brilliant, brilliant metaphor and a great way to finish this episode. Thank you so much for sharing this time with me from all the way in the big United States. (laughs) It's been brilliant. And we've put all your links in the show notes so people can connect with you. Is there anything you want to say before we finish? Um, just to wrap up, just a reminder that burnout, self-care do not go together, okay? Remember to practice your self-care throughout the week, throughout the day, even if that's taking five minutes to yourself, even if that's cutting off your phone at night or closing your laptop as soon as work is over, whatever that looks like for you, do that for you because you deserve it. You are owed it. It is yours. Lovely. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming on this episode. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. What a great episode. And in next week's episode, I have a special guest, Pam Shanker, and we are going to be talking about how to get the most of what you want. So I hope you can tune in then.